This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their survived this rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the survive this system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff with your host Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Okay, I want to talk about traps as a maneuvering device. Now, let me first say that I still don't like railroading, okay? But I think the GM can offer a little guidance sometimes. So, in fact, he's the one who keeps, you know, from one place to the other and one scene to the other. But that's not the point. The point I'm saying is players don't always not do what the DM, the GM wants them to do. Okay? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they choose the one he wanted. And, and it's got to be you want them to do this, not they have to do this in order for the, especially for, in order for the scenario to, to complete. I've seen many a published module where they say, if you don't know, do this, if they don't pick the right choice, they have to, otherwise they can't move forward in the module, which is wrong, I think. You don't funnel players like that. You funnel players like this. Using traps, and I'm just going to use generic traps, that'll mean tricks and stuff like that, to sort of, sort of I don't want to say herd, but guide the players. In other words, use traps to keep them out of where you don't want or put them where you do want, but realize that they're going to do their own thing. If they come up with something better, you got to roll with it. What I'm saying is you can make deadly traps. That's no problem. People have died from traps. I think glorious battle, battle death is better than trap death, but it happens. But what I'm saying is make a trap. Every time you, you put a trap in a dungeon, think, what is this for and why is it here in the context of the world, the story, whatever? And if you just say there's, it's a, it's a wizard put a ball of traps on his tower because he doesn't want people messing in his tower when he's gone or whatever. But, you know, that to me, that's a perfectly okay reason. But what I'm saying is make the traps in a way where they're not impossible to solve but they are time-consuming, and the players may solve them, traps and tricks and things like that. In other words, like, you know, one easy way for them to, for you to kind of 
you know, direct the players. If you have a, say they're in a dungeon and you have a tunnel collapse. I mean, it happens. But here's how you do it. If you want a tunnel to collapse, every time they move, start rolling dice. Just roll dice and look. And see if it's a one, the tunnel collapses. And even if nothing collapses, you rolling the dice makes them nervous. So that's one way to do it. Uh, if you have like pit traps, those can be really tricky as far as like detecting them. So, you know, pit traps can either drop you in a pit, drop you in a spike pit, drop you in another level of the dungeon, which would be kind of, kind of harsh, but it happens. That's what I'm saying. You know, if you, if you, walk in, into a pit and it drops you two levels down. Your party has a problem and you have a problem. Your party has a problem because they have one less party member, which may have been able to fill in things like they need, like clerics or thieves. And the player has a problem because he's two levels down. Everything's a lot more dangerous. So that's that's a pit trap. But as you see, and also if you want to, you can also do this. When you when you make a trap, how detectable is it? Some traps have been there for centuries, and they're probably like if you shoot a poison dart, the poison's probably all evaporated away, or it does a minimal amount, maybe make them a little nauseous for about a turn. Uh, you know, you may have a spike pit where most of the spikes are broken off for one reason or another. They're rusted, and some animals got it, or whatever. You get you get the point. Traps don't always function the way you want them. But how detectable are they? Is there a trip line across the across the corridor? And how well can it be seen? Sometimes warning of a trap is almost as good as the trap itself. Thief is walking ahead, and even if they're not using a ten foot pole, they're walking ahead all of a sudden because I had this happen when I long time ago I used to work in a in a place called Dooley's Hardware. We, you know, we, we, they had all sorts of things there. And the guys who did the furniture moving that worked there, they put a, a thin strand of, I think it was uh, hot glue across the, across the doorway where we have to go and get stuff. And they call me and I stop because I see the reflection of the line. And they're going, no, I'm no, no, sorry. And they're going, what's the matter? Come on. No, no, I, thanks. You know, I just laugh it off. And they're going, what's going on? Then another guy went over there and went under it and looked and go, oh, man, you can see this with the light. You can barely see it. But, you know, it just because it flashed at me, you know, this a flicker for just before I got there. So that's the kind of thing you want to do with your players. You want to give them the warning of a trap sometimes, which may they may decide, okay, let's go in this room instead. And maybe that's that's kind of where you want it to go. Or they could just either disarm it or trip it and just keep going. Like I said, it's the player's deal. You just set up the world. They act in it. Anyway, they, they function in it, I should say. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So take that for what you will. And if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Single donations, go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or you can drop, drop by and donate to my 
to my PayPal tip jar, which is paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. I had a hard time thinking that one up. Anyway, let me thank these people who do give monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you very much, guys. For other good podcasts, there is the Jung Grognard Podcast, Y-U-N-G Jung Grognard Podcast, which is Dan Gregg's, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandit Ski Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Larges the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.